There's a saying that goes, winners win, losers lose. Winners win because they do all the things the losers don't do. It's not fair. I was a loser. I was raised a loser. I lived like a loser. I did school like a loser. Losers are losers a lot of times because they were, they were never taught what the winners were taught. Stay tuned now to learn how to biblically break a bad habit and lead a more disciplined life. Because as today's guest says, when you don't, the only person you cheat is you. You'll meet Norm Mulder here on First Person. Welcome to this week's program. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Before we begin, please take a few moments to thank the Far East Broadcasting Company who enable us to bring you these interviews. More information about supporting FEBC can be found at firstpersoninterview.com by clicking on the banner for FEBC. Our guest now is a Christian businessman who has developed a learning program called Topuku, T-O-P-U-C-U, an acronym for The Only Person You Cheat Is You. Topuku is a program that will help you learn principles on changing a bad habit, becoming a finisher, and achieving your goals. The principles are gleaned from Scripture, and Topuku is gaining acceptance in several arenas of life, including athletics, prisoner rehabilitation, business, and academics. The man behind this is Norm Mulder, who talked with me recently and began with his own story. My, my journey's been pretty interesting. I uh, always talk about how awesome I did in high school. I was in the 10% of my class. I graduated uh, 235 out of 238. Oh, I, that, I, I that's didn't... the wrong 10%. You yeah. know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, when you graduate in 1967 from high school, you go straight to uh, the military, Vietnam for a year, came back and... Of course, the job I qualified for was become a garbage collector. So I did that from 71 to 72 and uh, lucked into becoming a firefighter and started learning about a thing called wealth management in 1976. I actually did it three years part-time and then uh, actually just a couple, a little while ago, had my anniversary 38 years ago, left the fire department and started the, the company. And I got saved uh, August 22nd of 1980 at 12.05 a.m. Boy, you're specific about that. Tell me a little bit of that story. Yeah, I was debating a guy who I'd hired. The guy basically was telling me about Jesus, and and I was debating, and, and he was talking scriptures, and I was, you know, talking the typical stuff. And long story short, after six after six weeks of debating, he uh, I, I drove him home from a meeting, and we sat in the driveway and talked for about an hour and a half, and at 12.05, he said, look, why don't you quit being so stubborn? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a quarter German, half Dutch, so I, I argue with myself. <laughs> and he said, why don't you just quit being so stubborn, and why don't you just do me a favor, say this prayer. I said the prayer, and boy, I got sledgehammered big time. I knew it was exactly at 12.05 a.m. So that took my business world into a whole other understanding because of the scriptural principles I started learning getting into the Word. And as I started living out those principles and believing in them and working them, the law of reciprocity, for example, the law of use, the law of persistence, the law of you know responsibility, I uh, found my company started growing. Hmm. It was amazing what happened after I started using those. And I won't go through the whole thing, but from 79 to 94, I was blessed to be with a company that, that gave me the opportunity to open up 91 offices in North America including Canada, obviously, which is why I say North America, mm -hmm. and uh, have uh, right teetering at about 1,000 agents and about $1.5 billion of assets under management. Boy, so, that's exponential growth right there. That's incredible. Yeah, 
it really took off. So at 45, um, in 94, I started uh, my my retirement, basically. Did uh, did, did some board work, did some other stuff. But the uh, company has, has, has enabled us to really be blessed to uh, to live those four spiritual laws I just talked about a second ago. So we've been... Uh, and blessed to uh, to partake in a lot of uh, a lot of neat things hmm. for the Lord. Let me take you back to that driveway. Uh, that reminds me of Chuck Colson, by the way. I, I think his key conversation took place in a driveway, as I recall, with uh, wow. with a gentleman from Raytheon who who uh, shared Christ with him. So that that's remarkable. What did your uh, What did your family think of your conversion? Um, well. I won't go through all the things I threw away when I came home the next day, <laughs> but I, I, I did dump all the alcohol down the down down the drain, and I uh, got rid of some other things that uh, shouldn't have been in the house. My wife thought I literally had freaked out, and uh, literally, I mean, she she thought I you know was working so hard that I just I had a breakdown. And uh, the neat thing is, in fact, today actually happens to be uh, my birthday, believe it or not. Oh. And on my birthday of 1981, I asked her the exact, and we debated for like from obviously August 23rd, 20, well, 22nd actually, till, uh, till my birthday. And on my birthday, I said, give me a birthday present. Pray this prayer. <laughs> and she did on my birthday, February 8th of 81, and she found the Lord. So we it was an interesting few months until we got there but once she once she once she found him and uh gave up her free will and accepted the free gift then yeah. then things things kind of rolled. You got in sync with each other. That's that's remarkable. It really is an yeah. exciting story. Every time you hear someone's story like that it's everyone's different, aren't they? Yeah. And yep. uh, the circumstances are different. You know, the spirit leads differently, but uh I I love hearing these stories. That's that's why we tell them here on First Person Norm. Yep. Yep. It's it, it was it's cool, to say the least. <laughs> so here you are, uh, successful, and uh, you don't really uh, you don't really need to do anything to uh, live life, right? You're retired. There's uh, two awesome words. They're called residual income. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, from 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 literally '94 uh, on, it's been just trying to trying to stay tuned in with what the Lord's got me doing in my life. Sure. And uh, 68 today. And long story short, I uh, yeah, again that you know the, the the time in between was interesting, but I had something interesting happen in December of '07. Okay, a friend of mine up in Canada had turned uh, 60 years old. Then I was a year and two months from being 60 back then, and we decided to celebrate his birthday by going to the Monterey Peninsula. And we played Pebble Beach and Spyglass and Spanish Bay and, a, wow. and Half Moon Bay and a bunch yeah. of places. Golfers and will know what golf. you mean. That, that's that's the top, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was it was quite quite a couple of weeks, and and I happened to come back uh, December seventh and started seeking the Lord. I'd kind of been given these scores, these twenty year periods, twenty years of being an idiot, being you know a kid growing up, twenty years of figuring out how life works, and then twenty years of I believe trying to do what I could, you know, to be of use to the kingdom. And I was seeking the Lord with what happens from 60 to 80 if he gives me that many years. And I started that little journey on December 7th and went all the way through to the 31st of December. And as you know, Wayne, the Lord will just like give you little things. And every day I was getting, you know, like an email from somebody, boy, would you be my Boaz and, you know, help me? Would you do this? Would you do that? And in the last day, he gave me James 4, 13 to 17. I was like, well, aha, now I know that's me because the scripture I'd always memorized was James 4, 13 to 16. You know, a man says, I'm going to go to a town and in a year I'm going to make a profit. 
And uh, the next verse says, well, you boast what arrogant man, you're anything but a vapor. You may not be here in a year. Instead, mm-hmm. you ought to say, if the Lord wills, I'll do this or that. Well, I had to look up 17 because I didn't know what it was. 17 says, if a man knows what to do and he doesn't do it, he sins. And I thought, wow, Ooh. so maybe that was from the Lord. I thought that <laughs> was pretty cool. Well, I found out three days later it was because I was in your neck of the woods. I drove from Cleveland to Chicago, actually Joliet specifically, to uh, be introduced to our 14th of now 16 grandbabies. Mia was born January 3rd and of 08, and we went to the went to the hospital. On the way there, I said to Pat, my wife, I said, boy, I'm starving. You know, do me a favor. Pull in that Arby's restaurant. I pulled in Arby's. We went inside, and I wish I could show this live, but I have the picture of what was framed on the wall. And what was framed on the wall was James 4, 13 to 15. Oh, wow. So I don't know many people have been given a scripture by the Lord. At Arby's. Driven, yeah, driven 350 <laughs> miles away and found it at a specific Arby's you asked to pull into, framed on the wall. So it uh, was quite a quite a confirmation. No accident. Yeah. yeah. No accident, six, indeed. Yeah, six-year journey to get to where we eventually got to with Topuku. But, yeah. All right. But, let's, uh, let's talk about Topuku. It's an acronym. What does it stand for? Uh, it stands for the only person you cheat is you. And uh, got that around Thanksgiving of 13. And I was working out. I've never stopped working out. I've, you know, I do believe in the law of use, use it or lose it. So I uh, was working out up in my exercise room at the house. And, but I am kind of a wimpy, crybaby kind of guy when it comes to working out. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm always complaining at the end, but I'm always doing the last couple reps at the end. I, I, I don't wimp out. I know the last ones are the most important, but I always have this conversation in my brain. And so I, uh, you know, complain a lot, but eventually get to the point where I get them done. And all of a sudden I got this blast and I was like, you know, well, Norm, the only person you're cheating is yourself. And I thought, well, that's interesting with, you know, with our, with our team in the wealth management business, I like to teach with acronyms a lot. So I wrote down the only person you cheat is you as an acronym. I wrote down T-O-P-Y-C-Y, which spelled nothing. But when you text, you use the U. And I thought, okay, T-O-P-U-C-U, the only person you cheat is you. So I just kind of locked it in my brain and humored myself for a while. And, and I found that I didn't have to have a whole conversation in my brain to do the last couple reps or things that I didn't want to do. I basically just said Topuku, like a toe, Winnie the Pooh, and a bird going coo. I said Topuku, and it kind of made me do what I didn't want to do to become what I wanted to become. Fast forward, tell my wife about it. She was training for a uh, half marathon, and she came down from training telling me how much she hated my word. I said, why? And she said, well, because I was going to cheat and do six and a half miles, but I did the eight that I was supposed to do. (laughs) Telling friends they're hating my word, and... Fast forward to to April of 14, the Lord woke me up, and I know it was him because I'm typically a midnight to seven guy nowadays. It was one to five or six back in the building days. But he woke me up every morning between 4, 4.30, and it just rolled off my tongue onto the tape machine, and, mm-hmm. and the book became the principles that is now really creating transformation in, in a lot of venues. Yeah. It's an amazing story, Norm. And uh, what is it like to have God just lay something on you so so dramatically like that? It was it was an answer to that prayer and all the seeking that I did in December of 07 
the uh, getting the scripture, then seeing the scripture, and then going through the six years, what I call of a combination of disobedience and the wilderness. I don't want to say that I was the whole six years seeking him out. I actually spent two to three years kicking and screaming, and it's like, well, that's not fair, you know. And I actually tried a couple things that I found no satisfaction And then once that word came and once I realized these principles that – there's a saying that goes, winners win, losers lose. Winners win because they do all the things that losers don't do. Well, it's not fair. I was a loser. I was was raised a loser. I lived like a loser. I did school like a loser. And the bottom line is – Losers are losers a lot of times because they were, they were never taught what the winners were taught. Mm. They were never empowered. They were never mentored. They were never trained. And so in the, in the mid to late 70s, when I started reading everything, my friend said, man, Norm, you've got tapeworm. And I don't mean physical. I mean like I would listen to more cassette tapes than you could think <laughs> about because I wanted to transform my life. And, and it's amazing. You know, a lot of people figure it out. But a lot of people don't figure it out on yeah, their own. Yeah. So Topuku became that that vehicle where somebody can quickly learn how do you do what you don't want to do to become what you want to become. And we will learn much more about Topuku with Norm Mulder coming up on today's edition of First Person. This is Ed Cannon, president of the Far East Broadcasting Company. FEBC partners with First Person to bring these interviews to you each week because we never tire of hearing how God moves on the hearts of people to accomplish His purpose. Whether in the hard-to-reach places of the world or right here at home, we serve a living God who leads men and women to do great things for Him. Learn more about FEBC at firstpersoninterview.com. Click on the FEBC banner. My guest is Norm Mulder. Norm is uh, telling us his story of how God gave him a vision for something called Topuku. And we'll talk more about that. But first of all, happy birthday, Norm. You you sort of slid by the fact that today's your birthday. Now, we're not revealing what day we're recording this, so people don't know exactly what day your birthday is. But happy birthday, nonetheless. Perfect. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) All right. How do you describe Topuku? And again, it's an acronym. The only person you cheat is you. What is it and how does it work? It's, it's three things. It's number one, it teaches principles so that, again, you learn to do what you don't want to do to become what you want to become. It's, it's a pause button in thinking. The program and the lessons teaches someone how to take a pause in thinking before they say something or do something, which typically, if we're going to go down the wrong path, that would be important. And number three, and most importantly, it takes care of the most important part of transformation. Transformation is a three-step process. Most people only take care of step number two and step number three. So, for example, a little while ago, we had New Year's, and people created people had New Year's resolutions. Well, as we all know, most people drop those resolutions mm-hmm. within a couple of weeks to a couple of months because they never understand step number one of tr- truly transforming who they want to become. They decide they want to get in shape or lose weight. So they go to a, a weight clinic or whatever. They go to a gym. They do the feelings part of transformation, and then they do the action part of transformation. Topuku teaches how to do the most important part, which is the first part, which is the thinking part of transformation. Mm. You must first change the way you think, 
which will then change the way you feel, then change the way you act. The easiest handle on this comes in the arena of physical exercise and working out and that sort of thing, but it really applies to any change we want to bring into our life, right? It it really does. It's amazing. The Lord has taken us into, uh, I'm just going to say it, corrections, the fast food industry. We have a faith-based version. Obviously, these are all, you know, principles that are based on scriptures. That's where I got them all. In our faith-based version, we actually have the scriptures in there. Hmm. And and it's also, uh, we're now dealing with probation and parole, believe it or not. Um, hmm. There's a lot of areas where we're doing a lot of the uh, uninformed and underserved youth. We're in a lot of high schools now. We're now a three-hour accredited course in, in a couple of colleges. So... It's uh, it's really applicable to anybody that has, I'm going to use the word bad habit that they're dealing with and mm-hmm. trying to transform that bad habit into a good into a good habit. And and Tabuku teaches again what a habit is, and we always have our catchphrase. You know, it's not about information; it's about transformation. Well, lesson number one that teaches about what a habit is is important, but lessons two through seven actually teach these tools and these secrets the champions use to get themselves again to do what they don't want to do. That sounds just fantastic. And let's zero in on how God's using it in the corrections arena. Did you ever envision it being used right out of the box like this? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> That's the, the quick answer. <laughs> uh, um, and maybe maybe he'll be listening to this, but uh, one, one of my guys in the business happens to be a, a, a friend with a player for the 49ers. That player told another player in the 49ers about it, and that player said, uh, you, you guys need to do this in prisons. So thankfully, because I've been blessed you know, to get involved with a few, few things in, 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 the, in, in the Christian world, I actually had some friends at an organization called True Freedom Prison Ministries here in Cleveland, got a hold of Mike and Gary, and asked them if they would meet because this topic had come up. Met with them. They said absolutely. It would go. They they would love it. And so we went and did. We did testing. And I won't go into great detail, but I will tell you that the scriptural principles after doing uh, 180 inmates with a with a controlled test with experimental groups, control groups, testing in, testing out, et cetera, et cetera. I like using the big word. Uh, a psychometricianist at the University of Michigan actually wow. studied our numbers. Congratulations <laughs> on on being able to say that word. <laughs> and uh, we had a because of these principles. We had a 63.2% decrease in 18 of the 19 areas of criminal thinking. Mm. We had a 70% increase in self-confidence. Not self-esteem like I'm a tough person, but self-confidence like maybe hope and belief can come back into my vocabulary. And maybe I can transform and get out of here and become somebody. Um, the inmates loved the program. I was prepared that they're going to leave the class. We've never had anybody that I know of not finish a class. We, uh, the Lord took it from two facilities in Ohio uh, where I'm boarding the last four facilities literally this month. Uh, we're in California now, Louisiana, West Virginia. We're entering Michigan this month, uh, and the list goes on. Yeah, the possibilities the are virtually endless, aren't they? Just yep. in that one arena, and that is the corrections arena. And I know God is flinging doors open for yep. you in that regard, and I, I know our listeners can pray about that for you and the, the those who are working with you. It's pretty exciting. 
I, I knew, Wayne, that, that I was to do two things. I was to build a for-profit company that I could control and make sure I maintained control of. And I was to build a foundation. So we have a Topuka Foundation, too. The for-profit for Pat and I, my wife, is strict, strictly to move money from the for-profit to the non-profit to do more, more kingdom work uh, in the areas that we're being blessed in, obviously. We're being video right now by a gentleman who we were blessed. Uh, he just did a phenomenal job um, in learning video production when he was incarcerated. Hmm. And we were blessed to get him all his equipment. He now has his own company. We want to do a lot more of that kind of stuff. There are people that, that, that are incarcerated for whatever reasons that get out that now only qualify because of a felony for uh, fast food or which isn't, you know, it is what it is, but fast food or working at a motel, but have phenomenal talents. And so we want Topuku to become a venue that not only transforms thinking, but then transforms lives when they reenter society. You mentioned the corrections arena where this is uh, being accepted and it's pretty exciting, but talk about some of the areas. Fast food restaurants and businesses are, are accepting Topuku now? Yeah, they really are. It's amazing because it's it's a an employee engagement program. And these are words I didn't even know existed, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, I met with a couple of people that I knew that that owned some uh, you know Taco Bells and some Domino's and some Wendy's and stuff. And uh, all of a sudden, the next thing I knew, there was a lot of excitement and energy about wow, you know, for a relatively inexpensive program, I can engage this employee help them hopefully become a better person, number one, which would help them become a better employee, number two, maybe more on time, you know, maybe less tardiness, that kind of stuff. And and so it, it's taken off there too. Yeah. What's next? Where, where is it going to go next, do you think? I, I really pray that, that the church accepts it. Um, the faith-based version, I do believe, will help many, again, learn... I, this is going to sound horrible, but that would help would teach them the principles. How in the world do you control yourself? Mm-hmm. Again, I, I've said this now for probably the eighth time in this interview. How do you, how in the world do you get yourself to do what you don't want to do to become what you want to become? Right, reminds These me of what Paul said, doesn't it? <laughs> the yeah, things I it, want to do, I don't do. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, like for example, lesson number three is called pain is a must. It's a principle called pain association transfer. And just as a stupid, stupid example, let's say I said that everybody listening to this right now knew in 30 days they were going to have a heart attack and die. Well, and so that would be horrible. But what if I said, well, the pain association transfer is 30 days is the ultimate pain, you're going to die. But the short-term pain would be Walk five miles a day every day for 30 days, and if you did that, that would be your cure and you wouldn't die. Hmm. Nobody would be concerned about walking five miles a day if they knew they were going to die in 30 days. I mean, so the pain association transfer is tricking your brain to not look at the pain you're going through now, but to look at the pain of discipline, the pain of regret, the pain of the future if you don't do it. I I always look at it like this. You can enjoy life now and suffer a lot later. Or you can take the pain now and do the things you don't want to do and enjoy life later. And and these are like the simple principles that we're teaching through Topuku. Our guest has been Norm Mulder talking about this learning management system called Topuku. Again, an acronym for the only person you cheat is you. Based on scriptural principles, it's amazing the acceptance that Topuku is receiving in helping people from all walks of life realize their goals, not just in business, but in all aspects of life. And if you'd like to learn more about this tool for life transformation, we've placed additional information and links at firstpersoninterview.com. 
You can also join us on Facebook to learn more and leave a comment. Go to facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. Next week, we'll talk with the founder of Operation Mobilization, George Verwer. Now, with thanks to the Far East Broadcasting Company and to my friend and producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. I invite you to join us next time for First Person. First Person.